Hello, and welcome to In Bed With Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy with each other and with you. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. And where else can you find us, Bethany? You can find us in a few places. On our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, and also on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. We also have a Discord, which you can follow in the link in our bio. And then if you go to the description box below, check out those links and you can find us anywhere else. And uh, what are we talking about today, Melissa? Um, let's find out. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, pasta cheese. <laughs> oh, yum. Uh, it was another recipe that I found on Instagram. Yeah. And I will say it was a win. Yeah. Okay. I worked with gluten-free noodles, so I was skeptical, but oddly surprised, pleasantly surprised. What was in it? Just a shit ton of garlic, really. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Garlic noodles. Uh, yep. It was, uh, honestly, I'll send you, I'll send you the reel that had the recipe. We yeah. kind of adapted it. We made it bigger because it was me and my mom, but, um, it was three tablespoons of butter sauteed a bunch of garlic in it added chicken stock got that to simmer added a bunch of uh herbs added some cups of milk and then pasta and then let that cook and simmer off and cook and then we uh topped it off with some parmesan let that mix in and then put a chicken a nice little burnt so you know it's good chicken breast yes on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice yum yum yeah it was pretty fucking delicious not gonna lie um, but just for a little, why are Bethany and Melissa releasing an episode on a Wednesday explanation? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the holidays and we are going to take a small, like two week break after this. And yes. so we wanted to do a little like ditty on Christmas, just chit chat. I'm about to leave to go to Texas to visit family for the holidays anyway. So like, I'm not even going to be able to record. Yeah. So we are going to be taking like a little break just so we can enjoy i mean you also have to travel for for the holidays yeah. um not across state lines and no. so we're just going to take it as like a breathe for a couple of weeks enjoy the holidays with family and yeah. all of the stress that comes with that i know yes absolutely uh i feel like the holidays are always like this you know as a kid they're like supposed to be this like really exciting time and they are when you're mm-hmm. a kid for mm-hmm. the most part at least and for, for obvious reasons. Yes. For my, for me anyways, it was always exciting. Yeah. For get Christmas gifts and stuff. Santa comes. You um, get two weeks off school. Yeah. You yeah. get like a uh, sugar every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get like a massive meal on the day of. Yeah. And then when I was in Michigan, they still are. But when I lived in Michigan, I would go to my grandma's house and then and my grandpa's house separately because they were divorced, mm-hmm. are divorced. Um, and so I would get like that home kind of Christmas in the morning with a nice mm-hmm. breakfast. And then we'd go to my grandma or my grandpa's and then we'd go to the other one or the day before I'd get to open presents because I'd have to go to one the day before because the next day it was going to be too long or like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> not so much anymore. That is not enjoyable that's not what I do now but yeah um I think the holidays can be a mixed bag and like trigger warning on what I'm about to say too 
because of self-harm and suicidal tendencies. We are also recording this a couple of days after Twitch, the uh, former producer and DJ on Ellen's show, but phenomenal dancer and performer in his own right, killed himself. Mm -hmm. And that's very like... I think like we we throw it around like it's some disgusting fun fact about like suicide rates are very high during the holidays. But that is also like a fact, a very unfortunate fact. Yeah. yeah. A time a time when everyone's like all of the music, everything's just like throwing it in your face that everything's great. It's very much not always for everyone. Um yeah. it's very centered around family which isn't always a uh, positive an exciting thing for people or safe thing for people. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone kind of has their experiences with that in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually having, hmm. I'm actually having, I'm going to, okay. So a big part of my childhood Christmas was going to candlelight services because my dad was pastor of our church, very small church is like, I think at the height 80 people, but a family. I knew these mm-hmm. people from like birth. Um, and mm-hmm. so we were very, very, very close. Um, and so we would have candlelight services and they were always very late at night. They're at like 10 o'clock <laughs> and, uh, Christmas Eve and the lights would be off and we just all have candles and we wear, wear our best and everything. And it was very exciting. And then like when I was like nine, 18, 19, I just like stopped being religious for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> you know me at all, if you know us at all, um, <laughs> I, I married a non-Christian. Um, no, yeah, heathen. I, heathen, yes, heathen. <laughs> I started dating one. No. And then, uh, church, church specifically, and my family were very entangled because I come from a very long line of pastors. Um, I, you know, a lot of my family members are pastors. And so church is very much the same thing as family. And so Mm -hmm. when I, um, so when I was no longer wanted to be part of the church, it really affected how I felt about my family around the holidays, especially. And I remember, you know, you, cause you have to go see your family on Christmas and stuff. And I remember have to, yeah. Yes. And, um, oh, and then of course I sang in church because my dad also did the music for church because that's what he went to college for. So music, church, (laughs) and family were all very deeply entangled. And anyways, I would sing a lot in church. And of course, I always sang like, Oh, Holy Night. Like as a kid, I was singing since I was like 12 in church. And then um, my dad would constantly ask me to sing for like Christmas Eve service or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just always this thing, this like kind of nagging thing. And I was just like, I felt like I was just a voice. Like no one really wanted to know who I was. And anyways, um, there was like a good 10 years of just like not really, not really knowing how to be with my family around the holidays, not really knowing mm-hmm. how to, cause I had to go to church with them <laughs> on Christmas yeah. and stuff. Um, cause that's what and, they were doing on Christmas. Yeah. Because that's what Christmas was. It was, it's all about baby Jesus. Um, yeah. What is it? Oh, I have this ornament (laughs) that I found. It's called Jesus is the reason for the season or whatever. And it's facing the way because I don't want to look at it. (laughs) I think it was like a gift, but I was just like, yeah, "Eh." 
that seems a little um exclusive uh but anyways okay. so real quick question yes not to be like your family and like you're only a voice because you're not only a voice but genuinely curious what is your favorite song to sing during christmas and it doesn't have to be a church song it can be like anything because my you're gonna laugh mine is actually the chipmunk song and i think it's because it annoys my mom so much and she's like every year she's like you can listen yes she's like you can listen to it once and i get into it to annoy her she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be so mad that she's done it so many times oh my gosh oh my gosh um that aside it is probably um I can't remember the actual version, but there's like versions of it with words and versions without words. Yeah. Where it's got like the horse neighs and every once in a while it's got like the whip crack. Oh, the sleigh. Yes. Sleigh rider, something like that. Sleigh rider, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's because we played one. that in band once. Yes. So that's, yes. Yeah. That's a so good yes, one. What, is, what are your favorite Christmas songs though? I, my, my favorite Christmas song of all time is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm. I, think it's just so heartwarming and honestly judy garland singing it yes because she was yes. the one that sang it the first in that movie i don't know what movie it was but <laughs> Me either, i but. i just love it it's just and every version is is pretty good like mm-hmm. you know it, it's a every like singer that i like that sings the song it's always like really good because it's a really good song yeah um, it is Oh, I was just listening to, so I, I sang a lot of, of course, carols Yeah, in my day. Um, and I heard <laughs> one, I heard one, I was listening to music earlier and I heard one and it was the Holly and the Ivy. Yeah, that's a good one. And when we were little, we were in the children's choir mm-hmm. and you got like the best verse, you know, I was always given the best verse or whatever. Cause I was the <laughs> pastor's kid. I was always, yeah, just got like the, you know, they were always sucking up to my dad. And anyways, I I think that one's like really sweet, but I also love singing Joy to the World. That's a good one. Um, Unpopular opinion, I think, because this is a song that's played for some reason a lot during Christmas. I don't think that Favorite Things from The Sound of Music is a Christmas song, but it's played all the time during Christmas. Yeah. And I'm just not. like, this, it's not. It's not. I, get, I get like unreasonably annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I could be spending this time listening to like an actual Christmas song. Yeah. You know what's on, a, Chris, on one of the five, seven or like five to seven Christmas channels that are on Sirius XM. Yeah. Not an ad. <laughs> Why are you playing this? Yeah. I, I, I'm not um, super upset when it comes on, but it's from Sound of Music. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just more like when I'm in the mood to listen to Christmas music, like I want Christmas music. I want some Mariah Carey, like Michael Bublé, yeah. like shit. Like I want, I want to feel it. I don't want to, Yeah, not that I have any problems with well, it. I love the sound of music. There is, not to make things sad again, but there is a good song that's not a Christmas song that, that my dad likes. That It's not a Christmas song, but I have heard it played during Christmas places. Mm-hmm. And it's Joni Mitchell's River. Yes. Yeah. It is beautiful and it's incredibly sad, but it's so, I just love, that's a fun one to sing because she's just a beautiful songwriter. Please note that I can't sing, but I still have fun singing things. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Singing is Um, fun. Kind of going back to the, the, 
like Christmas with family can be weird and hard. Yeah. Obviously, after a while, the double Christmas, the two and a half Christmases yes. as a kid was not like I after a while, I realized what was going on. I remember I, I don't really have this like aha moment, but it didn't occur to me that other people only had like one grandma on each side. Right. And that other people's grandparents weren't always divorced. Right. And so I think once I started to see that and like that dynamic in the family a little bit more, it definitely like, oh, what's the word? It just like, it just kind of like felt wrong. Not like, not like it felt like wrong to be happening, but like there's something that felt off about it, I guess. Yeah. And I remember actually the best Christmases that I've had have been the last four Christmases because I've basically spent them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because of that, because like for a while I didn't have the same religious upbringing as you did, but I think I had the same separation from it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely this moment in college where I tried to get back into it. And I was like, I just actually can't do this. This like I think it's what I'm looking for, but it's not what I'm looking for. And I eventually found what I was looking for. Right. Um, and so like part of that is just how like aggressively religious. Like people like to say that like they're taking the Christ out of Christmas, and they simply aren't. Because if you separate for yourself from religion for like five minutes during the Christmas season, it's still inescapable. Yeah. Um like there's like yes christmas has been commercialized i'm not going to deny that but it's still so inherently tied into like the christian roots yeah and so i think there's a couple of years there between me kind of like leaving religion and me going to london and spending those christmases alone where christmas was just weird mhm cuz i was like this like, I don't want to go to church with you Christmas Eve. Yeah. I don't have a lot of family out here. So after we moved out here, it was definitely, like, easier. Yeah. Because we don't have anything big going on. But then it was just, like, my mom would be like, do you want to go to Christmas Mass? And I was like, ooh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. And I think at first I was kind of... Okay, so to put a little context into it as well, that first Christmas that I spent alone in London... I was also aggressively working on essays. Yeah. Because they were due kind of like on the first few days of January. Mm-hmm. And so I just worked on them all break. And I was cat sitting for this lo- lovely couple who uh, had their own full row house out in uh, like just about the Hackney area. Mm-hmm. And so I got this whole house to myself. So at first I was like daunted by the fact I was like, this is my first Christmas alone. And like, even all of that stuff about Christmas being weird and stuff, it was still daunting because it's like so much of Christian or Christian of like Christmas message is about family and togetherness and Mm -hmm. like having to be part of a community in that, like literally in that moment, not just Mm -hmm. like metaphorically, but physically part Mm -hmm. of a community part of a church or part of a family and you get together and there's so many people you can't count heads and blah 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 blah. and i do think that's part of the reason that suicidal tendencies are Mm -hmm. up 
because it's really like it's a mind fuck when you feel alone, but every message is telling you that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. Yeah. That's not to say that at that time I had suicidal tendencies. I'm just kind of postulating. Um, (laughs) But then like I, I was cat sitting. I had the house to myself. It was nice. And I had a really good Christmas and I was like, holy shit. Like all I did, all I did was sit on the couch in front of their radiator. Um, watch Merlin. I almost have gone through like two or three seasons and work on my essays in my fuzzy socks. Nice. And their cat was really sweet. And so their cat was on the couch with me. So we would stay warm together. Yeah. And that was like one of my favorite Christmases. It started out really intimidating, of course, and I was nervous, but that became one of my favorites. Yeah. Like you don't, you can be alone on Christmas, but you don't have to be lonely. Yes. Yes. It helped that I had a cat, of course. Yeah. um, But yeah, I'm definitely like pro spending Christmas alone. Mm -hmm. The last two years I was in Houston. And so like on Christmas, it was just me and one of my roommates who stayed back. And we just like got drunk and watched those claymation Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> I forced him both years to do it. So yeah. Um and then the next day I went up to San Antonio to spend time with family. The family that I'm gonna be going to this year as well. Right. But I only spent like a day or a weekend there. Yeah. And not on Christmas. Cause I think there's so much pressure on actual Christmas. Yeah. And that's what's like I know. That's what's hard. Every there there was a long time when we would go to both Christmases, you know, in the same mm-hmm. day. And Milo was just like, I want us to have our Christmas, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I want us to wake up and have Christmas at our house. Like, you know. Yeah. And we haven't quite reached that moment. I mean, we we've done it a few times and then later we'll like drive somewhere or something. But yeah, it's we're getting to that point now, I think, though, after Thanksgiving, we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want my or like we want our own Thanksgiving. Like we're tired of being like someone else's guests or like, you know. Yeah. But uh and it's also like when you have that many Thanksgivings, like I basically I remember when I was a kid sometimes my parents be like don't eat cuz you're going to get two dinners today. Yeah. And then like you feel like the Grinch during that like yeah, putting tasting competition where he's just like stuffed to the brim. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I just, I really like spending the holidays alone. I'm such an introvert and also like such a hermit. Yeah. I feel like it's good for some people. Yeah. And sometimes you can't control it, but I do think some, sometimes people do need people. Um, But sometimes it's okay to accept that. Like sometimes you just need yourself. Well, I think it's also like you need the right people. Mm -hmm. So like, I've never really been unsafe with my family and I can't speak for everybody. Like we're like you mentioned earlier with the, like not everyone's family situation is that positive. Yeah. And so like, if the notion of a lonely Christmas is daunting to you, then spend it with somebody else. Yeah. If you can't be alone, which is fair. Like I acknowledge that that's not for everybody. I think everyone should try it. Maybe not for Christmas, but like spend a holiday on your own. Yeah, we did it on e- Easter. That was really nice. Because, yes. of course, Easter's like the second Christmas. Yeah. Second what coming. Like, with uh, blooming flowers. I remember I took um, bu- I took Bunny to the vet. Wow. 
And that was my Easter. And then my, Milo made a dinner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She was the Easter bunny. I also just feel Cute. like a holiday shouldn't be that stressful. Like my mom is already stressing. Okay. So we've, I've got yeah. a group chat with her and my uncle. Um, and we all know how she is. And so in the group chat earlier today, he was like, don't stress while you're there. You're a guest. Cause we're staying at my aunt's house. You're mm-hmm. a guest. You don't have to be stressing every second because of something, because that's just how my mom is. Mm-hmm. And then later we were driving somewhere and she was like, how did he know that I was, I'm like, he, he didn't call it out exactly, but he knew that I was stressing. I was like, yeah, cause that's what you do. And during the holidays and she's admitted that too. She's like several years back. Um, like when I was in my early twenties, I think it was one of the first times when I was like living at college. And Mm -hmm. so she didn't have to do full Christmas at home. Like we did it the day of, but she didn't have to go all out and everything. And she was like, the, the holidays are just so stressful. And that was one of the first times. I, w- I was probably freshman year, honestly. That was one of the first times when I like fully realized the kind of like invisible labor that women have to do during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's not just... I remember seeing this real actually recently, kind of expanding the idea of like what invisible labor is. Because when you have everybody over, it was this guy talking about like, making dinner for the family and how it's like okay so yeah the husband in that reel because he did like stitched it with somebody else made dinner and then insulted his wife for thinking it was such hard work but everything that he used she shopped for taking into account everyone's preferences everyone's allergies how long it would take to cook something prices and then actually did the work of like going out and getting it yeah which granted like very gendered not the situation for everybody, but very much a situation for most of our parents' generation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my, like, yeah. I, I get so angry about it. Because I know it should be enjoyable for her because she loves Christmas. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I agree. Yeah, my dad always cooks. My dad. Um, my mom cooks. My dad cooks. My dad cooks. My mom cleans. My mom cooks. My mom cleans you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, does a lot. So yes, my dad cleans, but he uses 10 times more dishes because he's trying to make some things fancy. Yeah. Like he does like, he like got really into gourmet cooking when I was a teenager. And then now he's just like, God, I remember he made the sweet potato soup. It was nasty as fuck. Oh no. <laughs> it was like his first one, first thing. And we were like kids and we were like, uh not yeah not exactly something to feed kids don't try so hard with kids just give them mac and cheese yeah uh but yeah so speaking of my dad i did last year because my grandma had passed away last fall and so i decided to of course my dad i think asked me every year to sing something for christmas around christmas God, time already been a year. first church yeah wow and uh he uh He asked me, there's this um, old carol that was like written by Henry VIII or something, King Henry VIII, something like that. Not Greensleeves. Or it was during that time. I don't know if he wrote it, but um, that Sting covers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And it's actually a really cool song. Okay. And he was like, you guys should do this. And so 
Um, so Milo like did the bass. He just did bass and I sang mm-hmm. and we did it and it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. Everyone thought it was really cool. Um, so he wants us to do that again for Christmas Eve. And I don't know, something feels different this year with like church. And I think I'm like going through like a lot of growth with it, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm like, I'm starting to kind of get excited about candlelight services again. Like, oh, I get to go like sing at a candlelight service. Like, it's not like, oh, I have to like go do this. And it's this like drudging thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like I've, I've been able to kind of, you know, that, what are your thirties for <laughs> Except yeah. to reclaim it, right? Like yeah, to reclaim say, it does all. Does it feel different? Like, like, I guess, how does it feel different than it did before? Um, it feels different because it's like, like, I think of it less as I'm doing it for kind of in the same grain as like, I'm way more interested in family, not because Mm -hmm. like I'm older or whatever, but I'm like able to separate. Honestly, I think it's the meds. (laughs) Miles like, Miles (laughs) like, give yourself credit, you know, like this is, that's a valid answer. Yeah. I also feel like as an outsider looking in, like you've genuinely made like new relationships with some of your family outside of the church now, like very distinctly. And I think that makes a difference. Yes, it does. Um, like, uh, we had a family vacation in August and that was right after I started medication and it was the best time. Mm -hmm. Like, because I was able to just be myself and not think about what are people thinking of me because I, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. the black sheep. Like I am the black sheep. But I am. Yeah. Like I am in my family. I, I just I think about your your dad, the story where your dad's like, you're not the black sheep. What are you? What are, you're oh like the off white. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot about that. That was I such an awful all the thing. Time. That was such an awful yes. thing to say. He yes, said that was. last year. Was that last year? I think so. Because I thought that was so much longer ago. It was around... It was maybe it was before like my grandma had passed, but it was like around was, that time but, yeah. because he was talking about this other person in the family and he was like, he's the black sheep, but you're like more off white. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I just like, don't say anything. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. So like, I know how they think about me, but now I'm but able no, to no, no. separate so here, Here's that. the thing. It's not them. That was only his comment. And I think that's why it feels different now because like you've established like relationships with your sister that's new or like well yeah. with both like two sisters that yeah. that's just entirely new yeah separate from those unfortunate comments yeah so like yeah exactly not that i know like your whole family's history or lore or anything but that's just like based on what you've told me over the last several months yeah i could totally see that being a huge improvement and you're right like the 30s are about reclaiming things i think there's a little bit of like i know i experienced this which is why those first few christmases like you were just like so weird Mm -hmm. where like you have to go 180 in the other direction afterwards you have to be angry you have to like hate it you have to give yourself the space to do that yeah and then what that means is that eventually the pendulum is going to come back down and just pitter patter yeah exactly so yeah So yeah, I'm getting, like, I'm excited to like, like my family is more 
like I'm excited more about like my nieces and nephews than I've ever been. Yeah. Like that's like all of this is kind of coming full circle and I'm just able to kind of turn that brain off of like mm-hmm. those ruminating thought like tra- the trauma or whatever it is that like I've mm-hmm. associated with my family and church and things. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I have a question though for you for okay. instead of songs, what are your favorite Christmas movies to watch? Okay. Every year I watch Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh what? It's the the Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh-huh. It's the claymation one with uh Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Okay. I love the movie. I love their songs and the Snow Miser, the Heat Miser, I have a picture of him as my mom's contact in my phone. Um <laughs> She knows I've never heard sorry. of this. I don't know what it is. Really? Yeah, let me okay, look at me, it. Yeah, look at it real quick. Um, What's it called? A uh, year without a Santa Claus. Yeah, and then I am one of those people that likes Polar Express. I love Polar Express. I love Polar Express, and some people find it really creepy. And I never understood why. And I actually saw the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yes, it's the yeah. Uncanny Valley, but I never got it. And I guess it has to do with the eyes. And the thing is, I don't look in the character's eyes, which I think I've talked briefly before about thinking I might be autistic. Yes. Like have qualifying like DSM-5 traits. And I realized I'd never looked in the character's eyes because then in like this post, they post pictures and I looked in their eyes and I was like, okay, that's creepy. Yeah. I'd never looked in their eyes before. Right. Um, But yeah, I really enjoy that movie. And I think it's a really good movie like the plot is really solid yeah um let's see here the holiday of course of course um scrooged obviously uh off the top of my head those are those are the ones if we're going outside of christmas just like general holiday ones so i like all of the rankin bass movies those are the the claymation ones and they've got rudolph's shiny new year which is like christmas new year crossover kind of thing uh huh, and the characters in this are just so absurd. I love it so much because it's just like, like these guys were on some kind of really quality drugs when they were making this movie. Oh yeah. Um, the whole premise is that Father Time, played by Red Skelton, I think it is. So these are like the seventies, played by Red Skelton loses baby new year and without baby new year they can't actually usher in the new year and so rudolph as well as some friends that he picks up along the way have to go find baby new year who has gone into the archipelagos of time so each island in this archipelago is like a different year and so each island they go to we get like 1776 we get some abstract year that was goldilocks and the three bears um (laughs) Yeah. Um, we get a caveman who is existing at the same time as dinosaurs. And all the while they're getting chased by this uh, like giant vulture thing named Eon. And Eon only lives in Eon. And so if baby New Year brings in the new year, he's going to die. And so he has to find baby New Year first and never let them bring in the new year. It's the stupidest. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. I'm going to make you watch it when I'm out there in January. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. 
That's so funny. My mom did make us all watch the 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 it's the trilogy. It's the mm-hmm. um Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is coming to town, and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The claymation ones? Well, they're puppets, aren't they? Are they claymation? I don't actually know. But same thing mm-hmm. as the Year Without a Santa Claus. Except for Frosty the Jack Snowman. Frost one is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've um, watched, they've got several. I've watched most of them. I love them. So. Yeah, yeah. So I've yeah. always watched those. And my brother had a good point because Rudolph was always my favorite. I liked the songs in Rudolph. And my brother had this really good point. And he was like, he's like, that's the worst story. And I was <laughs> like, it really is. It really is, though. Because they, is. Didn't, he's, they didn't like Rudolph until he was useful. They bullied him and then they exploited him yeah it's awful but i always liked um the the girl deer i just like deers also um she was like definitely influencing that like 2010s when everybody went as like a deer for halloween at one point yeah like they all had like the the cute freckles and like the nice little nose but the song the song there's always tomorrow (laughs) for trees like that one i love that fucking love that song (laughs) Um, yeah, another one that I really liked was the Jack Frost one. One, because Jack Frost was cute. He was very much my type as a small child. And yes, I was into boys as a small child. I will not be mocked for that. Yeah. Um, like before puberty, like before pre-puberty, I was into boys. Um, yeah. And, but my favorite part of the movie is that, well, my two, my three. Okay. This is actually, Okay. So one is that it's not just Jack Frost. There's other like winter sprites up in the clouds and we meet them and they're all really cute. Um, not like Jack Frost, cute, but like one's like a little fairy girl and she just like fits in your hand and one's kind of like a nerdy old guy. Um, and then my second favorite part of this is that the evil guy, for whatever reason, he's got this, well, he's got this little like robot puppet who tells him everything he likes he's mm-hmm. like his yes man and for some reason he says the silent k's and all of the words uh-huh and so they gave him a lot of kn words and he says all of the k's yeah um and then they've got this really sweet song so jack frost wants to become human because he found this beautiful girl and he wants her to fall in love with him and so he they turn him a human for like the hot the winter or something And he joins the family. They don't know who he is. And it's Christmas. And it's this really poor family. And so they get this box and they have this song where they like open the box. And even though there's nothing in it, they pretend to pull it out and like describe. And it's called like just what I've always wanted. And so they're like showing all of this gratitude, even though they have nothing. And Uh I remember as a kid that was like, wow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I want to just marathon these movies again. I know my, so my favorite one, I didn't, I wouldn't say, I mean, I liked Rudolph, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, my favorite one of all time. And I watch it at least once is Scrooge yes. with Albert Finney from 1971. Yes. It is a musical. And I have a very special relationship with this movie because my mom and my dad had like went to the theaters when it came out or when they were kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
because they would have been 11, 12. Anyways, and they, um, my mom loves this movie and she would make us watch it every year. And it was her favorite ever, ever, ever movie. And everyone else thinks it's weird and creepy, but me and my mom, because I'm like, it's nostalgic. Like, I'm like, I love it. And of course my dad has to watch it every time. And of course he likes certain songs and stuff, but Mm -hmm. he's just like, it's so like, there's weird parts and there's scary parts. Like, yeah, there's parts when he goes to hell and it's like pretty terrifying. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, and I do remember, yeah, the, um, the ghost of Christmas is yet to come is just like this grim reaper like it's terrifying and of course it's like 1970 and it's just like really scary the 70s really nailed christmas movies yeah they did yeah Yeah. but i love every time i watch it i i always like the girl i don't know the girl dear and what's her name what's her name from rudolph or from this one from scrooge isabelle he goes, Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, because outside she, of, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, uh, well, outside of the 70s, I will say A Christmas Prince is probably currently like always <laughs> I did, in like top three. I did watch that. It was, it was, it was okay. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. anything special, but I like oh my, it. <laughs> oh my God, Miles. <laughs> what were we talking about? He, I don't know. He just started talking about. Uh, he started coming up with a Christmas like romance story and he, he was like it, it's called has made it I was like it's called the Christmas cat yeah and he came up with this entire plot about how she needs to go write this story about this cat and then she meets this this guy that like saves her from getting like plowed with snow from a ladder so he's like working class and she's like this like i'm better than thee and he's like oh you like my cat and then it's like (laughs) they like fall in love and he has all this backstory and i'm like oh my gosh he's like i should write i'm like you should you should (laughs) okay here not that i think you're talking down to it but here's my defense of homer christmas movies homer christmas romance movies yes they're formulaic and that is fine you know what else is formulaic? Every single detective novel to ever mm-hmm. exist, to ever been written. Every single mystery mm-hmm. novel follows the same formula. The only reason people like to shit on like the romance formula, which is very prominent in Hallmark Christmas movies, is because it's romance and it's feminized. And yes. God forbid we enjoy good things. Yes. Um, every And every episode of Law and Order. It's all formulaic. Yeah, exactly. Um. Because sometimes I'll joke, I think for a while my mom thought that I actually didn't like the Hallmark movies because we'd watch the first 10 minutes and I'd do the, let me guess, they're going to have a miscommunication and then they're going to have a makeup and then they're going to kiss under that arch. And she's like, stop, you're ruining my movies. (laughs) But I like it. Like, I can guess it. Yeah. You know exactly who's going to end up together from the very beginning. Yeah. You can generally guess the order that it's going to happen in sometimes they might play around with like what the miscommunication is but in the end it's going to be the same yeah and that's why we like it yeah because it's secure yes yes i i actually have i i just bought a hallmark book 
and I got it. I, I saw it and I asked the, okay. I went to the bookstore mm-hmm. today and the gal that checked me out because I found this sticker. I, I wish I had it with me, but it was like a Rome, like two figures, like in an embrace, like a romance novel. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And so I bought it and she mm-hmm. was like, Oh yeah, we have a romance book club. And I was like, what? And she's like, I run the romance book club. And I was like, what? I was like, I have a romance podcast. Podcast. (laughs) And so she was like talking about all the books that they were reading and they meet like every Monday or uh, once second Monday of every month. And I was like, actually I am looking for kind of a cheesy, like Christmas romance. And so she like, she hadn't read this, but she was like, this one's supposed to be good. And then I saw it's written by uh, Sierra Simone, which I have read some of her stuff. So I feel, um, I Safe. feel in like, I'm in good hands. Yeah. And uh, I have seen this on the bookstagram. It's a merry little meat cute. And it's got like a plus size girl. And oh, yeah. um, I, and then she asked me open or closed door. And I was like, open, please. open. always open (laughs) please so I started reading that and so I'm excited to keep reading that on our break yeah yes yeah just a couple of final points is the holidays can be happy you just got to do what you need to do to make them happy which if that means not spending time with your family because it's not positive for you for whatever reason then don't yeah fucking lie like (laughs) Tell yeah. them you can't go on, go on a trip, go on. Yeah. Do a drive. Do what you need to do to make the, the holidays happy. I think that was always like one of the hard parts is like the holiday, like <laughs> propaganda Yeah, or yep. like branding and marketing and all of the above and like the umbrella all of that, all of that tells you that you have to be happy a certain way. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like I said, happiest Christmas I ever had was the one where I watched Merlin all day and Skyped my parents for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if you do feel lonely, we're here. If you need a yes. pseudo family for the holidays, we're your family. Us. Yeah. We're your yes. family for the holidays. So yes. Message us if you need companionship for the holidays. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, until next time mm-hmm. next year, probably. Yeah, yeah, until next year, everybody. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy holiday. <laughs> Bye. Bye.